You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, following the lives of high school students is stupid, and I don't know why we do this every year. Are you talking about football or soccer? That's a great question. I don't know anything about soccer, but yeah, we can talk about soccer. Why not? All I know about soccer is that Messi is the GOAT, and he was in high school at some point. And when he was in high school, he was in Barcelona, and Argentinians kind of hate that. Why is that? Why is that, Twigs? do 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 Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a midwinter break version of the Touchline Media Group, because uh, normally we record on Sundays, but apparently Sunday is a thing for people other than uh, Angus and myself. Um, I'm your host, uh, Asa, aka The Twig. Um, we may or may not be joined by my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump, because again, holiday weekend. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, open on Christmas. Uh, whoever Blue Wire sides put in, probably not open on Christmas. Uh, Paramount Plus, always streaming. And whatever your favorite alcohol is, because, well, you can't have Chinese food without, you know, some alcohol. Uh, we are here, I am joined by our uh, good friend, panelist, co-host-ish thing, uh, Angus, uh, and we are here to talk about uh, ostensibly football, but to be honest, we are in a dead zone um, because we can't talk about the NFL because we're recording on Friday and all of the games are happening on Saturday and Sunday. Can I can I ask a uh, a uh, Christmas related question for you? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, because we have nothing else to talk about. No. What do you do on uh, on uh, Jesus's birthday? Uh, well, uh, my understanding from the historical record is that that actually occurs in like April. Uh, and given that he was, well, I mean, it, the thing is, is that why would be, he be, um, he was, he, okay. Historical stuff. Um, if a Galilean, which, uh, Jesus and his family, uh, were, I regret were everything. From, yep. You should, uh, were, they were from <laughs> Nazareth. So, um, the reason that they would be in Jesus Lechem, of Nazareth, right. The reason that they would be in Bethlehem or Bethlehem is because the only time that, that that they would have traveled like that as a family is one of the three pilgrimage holidays, which would be uh, Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot. So um, the likelihood is that they were in Jerusalem for Passover, um, which is why there was no housing, which is why they were sleeping in a manger, um, because the entirety of the land came to Jerusalem for those three pilgrimage holidays. So um, it's much more likely that it occurred in either April, May, June, or September, October, probably October. Um, 
So I was really what? asking about like what movie you were planning on watching or I guess like are going to watch on today, Sunday. Okay, right? sure. Yeah. No, no. When this gets when when this gets released, it's what movie will I have will I have watched? So the future yeah. perfect, I think. Yeah. Um some multiverse so, crap we're doing here. Yeah, right. Um what what movie have I watched in the future that I have not yet watched? Um what is likely uh is whatever is on AMC, um, which hmm. usually is a Mel Brooks marathon. I I haven't looked it up. I don't know if they're doing it this year. Um Oh, they're but, definitely doing it. Yeah. There's they know. Yeah. They, they know. know. They um know. so it's yeah. likely that it will be Young Frankenstein, um, Young which Frankenstein. is my favorite my favorite Mel Brooks movie, which might actually be really. I was going to say, it might be a hot take to say that that's my favorite slash best. Um, It's not a hot take to ever say something's your favorite. That's an opinion. But um, I I think Young Frankenstein is actually the best Mel Brooks movie, um, which is a a difficult thing to defend, but I am willing to do. Um, It's not that difficult. I think a lot of people think it's their their favorite. Yeah. I think think the... My 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 family grew up a uh, a Blazing Saddles family. Sure, sure. I mean, there's there's no reason to to have any issues with that. I think that um, Blazing Saddles Blazing Saddles has my favorite moment in a Mel Brooks film, which is the uh, the uh, Gene Wilder monologue about why he was uh, drunk, <laughs> um, which is that he got shot in the ass by like a four year old. <laughs> Little prick uh, shot me right in the ass. Yep, it kills me every single time. Uh, I I don't I don't know why it's such a like the delivery. I, I don't know that it's necessarily like that funny of a premise. It's just the delivery of Gene Wilder in that moment is just so perfect. Um, so so uh, that that's why like I I I hear Blazing Saddles. Um, I I like Young Frankenstein. If Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is on, I will watch it. Um, really yeah. it's just Gene Wilder like what whatever Gene Wilder's in uh, I, I'd like to watch yeah um, we're uh we're gonna we're gonna dive into Knives Out uh that that is the uh that's the plan oh Knives Out 2 yeah it's coming out or it's out to it's out already on Netflix it will it will have already come out uh yeah I I I um I was thinking about doing that on Saturday night um, yeah are you gonna hate watch it you know, I, I think that the thing is, is as much as I dislike the director, um, Knives Out 1 was good. It was, and, and, and the thing is, is that like, the reason why I think it was good and, and the reason why I've rehabilitated it in my head a little bit. Uh, dear listener, if, if you haven't listened to every episode of this podcast, um, like a year and a half ago, I had a lot of opinions about Knives Out. Um, they've softened, um, dulled, <laughs> if you will, uh, given the knives, um, if you look at it as just um, a sequel to Clue, a movie that I deeply love, um, it's a lot better. If you just if you just watch it as if it's Clue but remade, it's a much better movie. Also, if you watch it as like, oh my god, Daniel Craig is finally having fun, then it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I think it's 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 a good example of like like there are actors who like came up in a way that was like very serious. And then at some point they realized that they didn't have to be serious anymore. And yeah. though, and, and some, some people do it really early. Channing Tatum did it at a very young age. Um, Channing Tatum at some point very early in his career was like, Oh, this sucks. I don't want to do step. I don't want to do this. I could do 21 jump street. And that's great. <laughs> I could do, I could do that cameo in uh, this is the end. Yeah. Sure. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 we are all better for it. Um, some people start off as silly and then realize that their calling is actually to be a semi-serious actor, um, which is why Jonah Hill is going to break the record for most Oscars. Um, dude was made again seriously. Just just put his name on the 2024 Oscar for best uh, actor in the um, in the Sam Bank- Bankman-Fried uh, film that <laughs> is coming <laughs> because that that one's done. We're we're good. We're good. Way to go. Okay, how how sad of a career is that though? Like you're just going for Oscars. I I, I kind of feel like doing Oscar movies over and over and over again. It just has to be like super taxing. I I don't know that like you does not you, you feel... have to remember, but you have to remember what the movies are because Jonah Hill's Oscar bait movies are like 
Wolf I'm gonna, of Wall Street. Yeah, right. Like, like it's not, it's not like I'm going to be a very august and serious person. It's just like, no, I'm just going to have fun with uh, Leo or Brad Pitt, as the case may be. Um, yeah. Because his other one was Moneyball, which is like, hey, do you want to learn a whole bunch about baseball? Yes. Yes, I do. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. Would you like to read a Michael Lewis novel and then novel? Uh, I, I feel like novels. novels. Yeah. It's nonfiction novel. His I like it, it's like contemporary historical fiction is yeah. probably like mm. the best way to put it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Washington TikTok, but sometimes fun, sometimes serious. Uh, I think it's like it's fun until you remember what the subject matter is. So like yeah. the the, yeah. the the like that that's how I felt about like uh, the Big Short and also yeah. um, Flash Boys, where it's like this is a super fun read. This is not that fun. It's not no. <laughs> Um, Speaking of fun, should we talk about some uh, some recruiting? I mean, I guess sure. Um, we 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 talked about it for like twenty minutes with Ben on Wednesday. We can we can sort of do a recap here. Um, yeah, because we're not doing it in the middle of signing day. Um, I think this is this is my view of this, and this is how I, I've, I've chosen to look at recruiting um, of both soccer and football because. Um, Dear listener, there are, there is some massive soccer recruiting shit going on right now. Um, one of the like highest level talents uh, in the U.S. men's national team pool um, is going to do some uh, some um, some uh, U20 qualification stuff with Argentina. Right? We are in a we are in a recruiting battle with Argentina, um, mm. which is like not fun. Because we don't want to do that. It's actually, uh, oh, actually, hold on. This is like a one-to-one with Michigan State under Mel Tucker. Is that, like, under D'Antonio, it was like, oh, we're in a recruiting battle with Cincinnati. Okay. Like, even if we lose, we're losing a kid who would go to Cincinnati. Fine. Whatever. It's <laughs> not going to make or break the program. Whereas under Mel Tucker, it's like, who are we recruiting against? Shit. We are recruiting against Oklahoma. We are recruiting against Alabama. This is not fun. <laughs> Because if we lose this kid, he's the 17th best prospect in Alabama's, but he would be the second best in ours. Um, I'm talking about Miles McVay. Uh, in this I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also UCLA. Also UCLA. UCLA now. Uh, you know, these, these are the types of things that we're talking about. And it's not as fun. So, like, for the USMNT, for a long time, it was like, oh, who are we recruiting against? For Eunice Musa, it was like, oh, an England backup. Fine. Cool. Uh, for, for Serginio Dest, like, a Netherlands right back. Yeah, okay. We 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 won one over a, a power. And now it's like, nope, we are recruiting with the defending World Cup champions. Neat. Cool. Not fun. Um, Not good. Or like Not defending good. World Cup champions that like legitimately have a number of players set to retire in the very near future and will need replacements. Yeah, no, no, no. This is this is like a we are recruiting a a five-star quarterback against Georgia and any five-star quarterback is looking at Georgia's quarterback depth chart and being like, yeah, I can win that. Yeah. I can, I I can, can do that. that I can, I can get that. Um, <laughs> to be fair, me I, I, Stetson I, Bennett yeah, I look at, I look at Georgia's quarterback depth chart and I think if he can do it, I think I can do it. It's, it's like the worst thing in the world because I think Stetson Bennett actually is like a fairly talented quarterback. He's obviously like, I got like elite processing power. From like a men- from the mental standpoint, and oh, maybe that matters, New York Jets. Um, but no. <laughs> um, hold no on, Felicia to- is the only need, stat that I, counts. I need, I need, I need to talk about Zach Wilson for a second because, again, I'm not always right in my assessments of quarterbacks coming out He's of college. So bad. <laughs> we knew he was bad, guys. We Every- knew it. Everybody knew he was bad. Not everybody, except the New York Jets. No, but it wasn't just the Jets because it's the the entire NFL draft like sort of machine. And we we'll we'll get into this with Will Levis in three months because it's the same damn thing. It is the same damn thing. And we are all going to pretend that this matters. And then he's gonna suck because it's the same guy. And look, I get I get not wanting to Christian draft Hackenberg. right, him too. But I get not wanting to draft an Ohio State quarterback. I get it. It makes sense. There's a lot of evidence that says that Ohio State quarterbacks are not successful in the pros. But if you look at Zach Wilson and you look at Justin Fields and you're like, I think this guy's going to be better. You're racist. That's it. 
That's the only explanation I have is that you are a racist. Because if you look at these two dudes next to each other and you say, Zach Wilson's my guy, you hate black people. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. (laughs) I mean, there's like, I hope you're racist because otherwise you're terrible at assessments. (laughs) It's like terrible at assessments. But yeah, like, let's, let's think about this. Zach Wilson has been out of out of college for he's been in the NFL for about a year and a half now, right? This is Maybe two years. Year yeah, this is your year year two. He has lost based solely on his own playing ability as a top ten draft pick or whatever he is. Top, top two, two three top two draft pick. Three. Uh he has lost any ability to start for the Jets based on how bad his play is, which includes time away for injury and a possible banging his mom's friend scandal. Like that's it's just, it's not a scandal. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Uh, right. Um, so his also, mom probably thinks it's a bit of a scandal. <laughs> think about like how like annoyed and pissed off Jets fans probably are because they, they actually it. have a team now. They deserve it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about how annoying no, no. Stella has to be right now because he did not sign off on that draft pick. They gave him no, and said, not. you need... Yeah, and he's just like, all I need is one more goddamn edge rusher and you give me this? You give me this? I mean, <laughs> this economy? So here's the reason why I don't care about Jets fans is because Jets fans are also Mets, Mets fans. fans. Mets, Mets fans. fans. And Actually, it's Mets fans. Ooh, that's, it's, a, that's a shot fire. <laughs> it's, it's Jets, Mets, Nets, and um, Islanders. That's usually yeah. how that works. And then it's yeah. Giants, Knicks, yep. Yankees, and uh, Rangers. Yep. Um, so I actually sort of feel bad for the Yankees contingent because outside of Aaron Judge and I guess um, I guess Rodon, like they're they're not the Yankees anymore. I mean, Rodon um, is kind of a big get. Yeah, Rodon's kind of a big get, but like also, also Judge the Mets is are winning. Kind of a big. Like well, that's retain, a retention. Yeah. It's a retention. retention. Um, yeah, that's not an addition, right? And so, like, but but even the fact that someone was considering leaving the Yankees in their prime, like, that actually that's what Stein, I was say. that's Steinbrenner's kind of like, not like that's not that's not a thing for the Yankees. And so, like, well, the, Jets, is, the sun is just different, and he's not they, George, right? Well, yeah. he's not George. Also, like, their their thing is that they're like. They, they have a development system. So they're not just going to go out and like spend willy nilly because they, they believe in their development system. It's a, it's the, it's the Dodgers model, right? But, right. Like, except, the Dodgers, except for the Dodgers went out and got Mookie Betts, didn't they? Yeah. I was going to say part <laughs> of, de- part of believing in your development model is when those guys that you have developed come up for contract, like you don't even have to have a conversation with them because you've already had them locked down. And also yeah. you go out and get Mookie Betts, um, which again, oh, hold on. Can we laugh at the Red Sox? Because talking about people who deserve it, Boston, Boston, <laughs> you had a lot of fun. You had a lot of fun for about 20 years and you can collectively suck it. All of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like starting in what? 2001? Two. Well, two, I guess two, he, that two, was three, the 2001 season. Two. He won the 2002 Super Bowl. Yeah, so 2001 until now, you have had a 20-year run, 21-year run that was phenomenal. But now you are staring down the barrel of Mac Jones, an overrated uh, Celtics team, and whatever the hell the Red Sox are doing. Gotta Mac tell Jones you, is a, Mac Jones is not going to stick around. Either Jimmy, either Jimmy G's coming back or Tom Brady's coming north. Yeah, I know. No, I was um, going to say, Bill Chick might like just retire, and then like, no, no sane other quarter, uh, coach is going to keep Matt Jones. You're going to go get your own guy in the draft. Uh, so uh, congratulations to Will Levis on your new home in Metro Boston. <laughs> um, but I, I don't even know where we were that we got to Zach Wilson. Um, oh, yeah, you were ranting about like U.S. Um, National recruiting and then MSU recruiting. <laughs> okay, cool. Um yeah, whatever. Uh, so the the uh, the thing is with like uh, with soccer recruiting, and I actually do want to talk about this because it's sort of like the thing de jour um, is that there are two like fifteen year olds who um, U.S. Men's National Team Twitter is like losing their minds about. One is a left back who's currently he's like a an American who has English nationality, but like he was like actually developed in America, and he 
is like being recruited by England and we are losing that one. That's um, the worst. That's the worst combination of those skills or those uh, skill sets. Yeah. Like we want the we want the guy that was trained in England that's technically American, not the other way around. Yeah, no, no. That's why why we're we're getting into uh to a difficult situation now because Amer- apparently American development is getting better. Um, so like we're maybe losing our homegrowns and we don't have enough homegrowns to lose. Basically, yeah. uh, we're getting Dante Mord. Like we had a five star quarterback in our backyard and he is just gonna leave to go to UCLA of all places, which. I don't know. Um, I'm big, I mean, it's big warm. Ten. He's going to get paid. He'll yeah, live Big in Ten LA. program. He gets to play. Yeah, he gets to play against solid competition. Gets to show off for scouts. Uh, yeah. He gets to start as a freshman? Probably. I don't know who. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, he's this year's class, right? So he's coming in? Uh, yeah, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I mean, he's been there for 17 years. He, he's got to be done, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's I thought done. I saw that he applied. I thought he saw, I saw that he uh, applied for a grad transfer. Nice. Um, I I gotta tell you, like I do love this sort of uh, like someone pointed out, and it's like there's a whole bunch of fourth round quarterbacks who are just sort of staying in college right now. Um, yeah, it's great. Bo Nix yeah. is gonna make an extra like three million dollars. Yeah, no, no, I I'm I'm all for this because again, like I would so much rather have good quarterback play in college than you know not. So, like, you get into situation, but what we're going to get into a really funny situation where you get guys like Bo Nix or, you know, Anthony Richardson or whatever, who just sort of stick around a little bit longer than they should. And then yeah. you have a whole bunch of five-star quarterbacks who over the last 5, 10, 15 years have been like, oh, well, I'm going to come in and play, right? Yeah, but we're going to see, we're going to see, well, you don't know that we might, I don't know which way it's going to go, but we might end up starting to see uh, like coaches not necessarily get like, you could have a three-year starter who might not be guaranteed to start for his fourth year because, yeah. you know, you have somebody up coming up underneath them. I think that's more likely than, you know, which makes the free agency, right. Which makes the, the free agency market just fascinating. Cause you're going to get like actual usable. I mean, you see it with Devin Leary, right. Yes. From NC state. Like yes. that's a dude you can start and use. Um, yes, I think know, not- what he what might even be what be even more interesting though is going to be when like the Power Five programs or like the the big mid majors like have already had their pick of all of these guys. What happens when you end up having like I know he's going to Kentucky, but like what if Devin Leary ended up having to go to like Toledo? We're just going to see so many like throws. So I think in what the happens? Years. What happens if you if you enter the transfer portal and then you're like you can't find you can't find a program that you like, but then your program doesn't want you back? What happens uh, yeah. in that situation? You have to go to back that, and beg. To that I say, uh, do you remember that linebacker who started for Michigan State last year? Not this last year, but like a year ago, who was really, really fast. Uh number six. His name was Kaveris nope. Crouch. Okay. Nope. Uh on the fifth, Oh, I do, I do. Yeah. He's from he's, Tennessee. Right? Yep. Right? Yep, guess where he is right now? I don't know. Bottom of Michigan State depth chart. He's not enrolled in college. Ooh. Ooh. He he entered the tra- he answered the transfer portal and nobody wanted him. And Michigan State was like, we're good. We just got three different linebacker transfers because we thought you were gone. And nobody knows where he is. So you went from a five-star starting as a true freshman at Tennessee to a five-star starting as a true sophomore to, at Michigan state to a guy who is around, I guess. I don't know. Um, that's the answer. So like, well, like, I think it's like, there's already like thousands, if not tens of thousands of players in the transfer portal. So um, like, if you're smart, if you're smart, then you tamper ahead of time correct? and you get like, I don't know. Iowa to say, yeah, you can come here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. like, like, there's what it is. Unless you're you're a player who you know there will be a market for you. If you're sort of like a end of the bench guy for Michigan State, what you do is you go and you have you you talk to your high school coach who's in contact with all of the other coaches because they have guys right now, and you just say like, hey, coach, like, do you think you can find me a landing spot? And then that coach goes in. If you're a Michigan State guy, that guy co and talks to. Eastern, Central, Toledo, Bowling Green, Northern Illinois, right? Their contacts there and say, hey, like, if yeah. this guy came out, would you be interested? You were interested in coming out of co- high school. And one of them says, yeah, we'll take him. Done. 
And that, like, that's, that's how these things like should work. But you have a lot of kids who are like, oh, I'm one of those guys who everybody's going to want. And then um, you're not. That's sad. Mm, sad and then, for, y- for you. And then there's like the other class of guy who are like guys who are recent five stars who think that they can get a bag um, or, or at least can get a, like a, a better bag or a paid off bag in the case of the Texas A&M guys. Um, and then they get out and they think that there's a market and there's not. So like the um, there's, there's rumors. I, I can't confirm any of this. None of this is actually sourced or reported by someone who would know, but just like sort of message board rumors that Keontae Goodwin, the uh, five-star offensive tackle from Kentucky who entered the portal, expected there to be a huge bag and bidding war for him and um, yep. didn't happen. There was not. And now it's like uh, there's there's like a discussion like within, you know, his camp or whatever. Like, do we just go play for free? I don't know. Yeah. the There was like rumors that came out of about Ohio state too, that uh, Ryan day was pissed because one of the recruits, they, I don't even know if it was uh, named, but like, like he asked what can Ohio state offer? And the most they could get for him was 750 grand. And he's like, coach, like I'm getting minimum 101.5 million from other programs. Like this ain't going to cut it. <laughs> and, and like, that's sort of how, like how it works. So like, I think like the thing is, is that from a, from a, I'm going to get like sort of Austrian economist about this for a second, but like the biggest problem in the NIL era, actually, despite what coaches will tell you, it's not tampering. It's that it's a closed system. We have no idea what the actual market is. And if you have no idea what the actual market is, you can't properly allocate resources, which is why. Yeah. They they just, they don't, (laughs) it's a new market that they don't, that no one really. No one has also and you can't really like keep it on on the books. Like these aren't all like going into a ledger so that everybody can uh, look at them later. It's like the quote. It's like the quote about Steve Cohen over the not that we keep going back to baseball, but like yeah. the, he's a market the, disruptor. Well, no, the 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 anonymous baseball executive was like, yeah, like you know, Steve's kind of ruffling feathers because you know it wasn't collusion, but like there used to be a system whereby like we all kind of knew what everybody was going to do. I was like, okay, so it's not collusion. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, it's not collusion to have a market rate. Like, it's not collusion that, that milk right now costs $4.99 for a gallon or whatever. You know, that's the, the amount that I spent for milk for a gallon when I went yesterday or whatever. It's not collusion that all of them happen to sort of cost that much. That's just the market. The problem is, is that in college football, nobody knows what the damn market is. So you go into right. the grocery store and you're like, I need milk. And the guy who's selling the cow is like 20 bucks, 20 bucks a gallon. Yeah. And you're like, is that what it fucking costs? I don't and know. And everybody else, but you are blindly, you are blindly wagering against everybody else too, because like Asa might want that milk for 20 bucks. Angus might be willing to pay 30 and I'll just drop a 50 to get the milk. And then all of a sudden right. it's like, oh, well, and all of a sudden, you know, Dr. Pepper is like, hey, DJ, hey, DJ, we'll give you X million dollars. And then yeah. that song back. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's so, so like, that's the thing is that like the worst part about the NIL era isn't the way that they're getting paid. It's just that nobody has any idea what anybody is getting paid, which is why you get into a situation that Michigan State just had with their, they had a four-star running back committed for a really long time, uh, Kedrick Re- Reascano. And then he decommitted and it was like, okay. And then everybody was like, oh, he's going back to Michigan State. Then last day he commits and signs with Ole Miss. Fine, whatever. And the reports are, it's like, yeah, uh, he got paid way over market, but nobody knows what the damn market is for a damn running back who's a four-star. So nobody has any idea what to actually offer the kid. And so like from a, from a player empowerment standpoint, I think this is hilarious because they are able to say what they have been offered and there is no recourse, right? It's not like, Mel Tucker's calling. Yeah, Lane they can Kiffin. just lie. Right. It's not like Mel Tucker's calling Lane Kiffin and be like, hey, what kind of bag did you offer this kid? Yes. Because <laughs> he this told me that it was X. Is it actually X? This is what I did when I tried to get better scholarships for law school. It's like, so hey, what? I don't know. <laughs> Another school offered me this. No, they didn't. They don't even know who I am. And it's like, and again, like, that's great for the kid. Like, I, I want all these kids to get paid as much as possible. But like, from a school perspective, you're like, I don't, I have no idea. 
like Peyton Bowen, this get this kid, the kid who flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon, didn't sign with Oregon and signed so with Oklahoma. Oklahoma on the like, yeah. and all this happened within forty eight hours. Um, yeah. What is the actual market for a five star strong safety? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, what is that actually worth? Is it worth as much as a four star quarterback? I'm, probably not. Is it worth as much as a three star tight end under the the former Mich- uh, Warrener who, who who maybe can become like an all American offensive tackle? Shit, if I know, none of this makes sense. And it's hilarious because you get into situations like what we have now, which is Ole Miss signed 13 kids in this class. They signed 13. (laughs) Alabama signed 27. And of those 27, 26 are four stars or five stars. And the one who's not is a kicker. Jesus. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. And it's hilarious. I will say that the fact that Alabama well, blew the isn't crap that out usually of, how it shakes out, like pre NIL. I, I no. would just like to say that Alabama, yeah, what they Ole Miss is doing right pre-stars. now, what Ole Miss is doing right now is genius because you know what they're doing? They're waiting for the sales. They're going to let yeah. Alabama pay for one year of all of these guys, and then as soon as they cut them, Ole Miss is going to come in and be like, "Yo, you already got paid by Alabama. What do you want? Like fifty grand? Come on, on. Go Michigan, hang out with Lane. Michigan State straight up did that with their uh, with a Texas A and M defensive lineman. Like yeah. straight up was a top thirty five guy left at Texas A and M, and Michigan State was like, "We'll we'll, we'll take the TJ Max price. Thank you very much." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but where you don't need to, I don't, you want to hear some great deals? Anil Anista, Paramount Plus. Hey everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going, just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazo. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, I don't, I don't. So, uh, is this the last time we're talking before the playoff, or should we talk about that? Oh, we should probably talk about the playoff. Yeah. We should probably talk about the playoff. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the, the more interesting game first. Um, because as, as much as I want to talk about Michigan football, they are going to blow the doors off of TCU and it's not going to, I don't know about that. They are going to blow the doors off of TCU. I will take whatever line you give me. I think they are. I think they are too. Michigan will pick their score. Uh, I don't know about that just because TCU has had a good way of making everybody play down to their dirty rock fights all year, but I still think Michigan wins. I, I think Michigan wins. They're just. They are a significantly more talented team than, than TCU. TCU's, most of TCU's offense is pray that Max does something goofy. Yeah. TC, I like, you mean future, future Jets quarterback, Max Duggan? That would be super funny. Um, <laughs> no, I, they're going to they're gonna make the Will Levis mistake. They're going to be like, yeah. hey, look, he's, Chris, he's Christian Hackenberg 2.0. What did you guys do with Christian Hackenberg? Don't ask questions. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. 
no, but but I, I I think that like the 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 so fine. Let's talk Michigan TCU. Um, the the fact of the matter is is that Michigan is a significantly better team than TCU, like one through twenty two or twenty five, if you want to include specialists. Like it's it's just not close. And so you can say like, yeah, maybe TCU air raids them to death, and like maybe Michigan's corners and safeties are not ready for it. But I mean, ha, ha, we we saw a team that wanted to air raid them to death, and they lost by twenty two. Yep. And that's the fourth best team in 27. And that's yeah. the, the, the fourth best team in the country. Do we really yep. think TCU and that's also is better? A significantly better defense. Yeah. Like, do, do we think that, that TCU is better than Ohio state? Cause I don't. And so, I, yeah, like I, I think that they have better quarterback play. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Do you Are think they going to be able to better than CJ Stroud? I think CJ Stroud is not good. I think CJ Stroud is a first three quarterback who, when he gets rattled, he's out for the count, like crumbles. That is is an interesting take that is based on, I think you watch two games of Ohio state over the last two years. (laughs) Like, like based on that take, I think that you've watched exactly two Ohio state games over the last two years. Can I guess which two? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I mean, like I respect it. I respect the hell out of the shit talking, as you know. Oh, oh, yeah. guys, guys, guys! I have to, I have to, I have to give myself some some credit. So, uh, dear listener, you, you, talk you know that shit I to Scotty Pippen. No, um, dear listener, as you know that I am a, uh, a coach of a freshman basketball high school basketball team, and we won a game so big that I had to tell my kids to stop talking shit because you don't talk shit to people who are much below your level. Um, and I, I'm very proud of myself because I, I, I even had to couch it. Like I even had to tell my kids, like, look. I'm all for talking shit. I am pro talking shit. You know this about my about me. You guys are up sixteen to one. Like, you don't you don't need to. <laughs> do, wait, do do you use the word shit? Uh, with the freshman. You know, I feel weird about it, but but I so so basically what it is. Oh, also one of my kids got a technical for saying the f word from the bench. Um, so uh, <laughs> hell, hell yeah. <laughs> So, so we are, uh, so like, That's I and like, oh, wait, what was the, uh, what was the punishment? What'd you do? So, so we, we, um, we are going to, uh, we are going to, we are going to do up down, up downs until somebody's pukes, uh, at our next practice. We have, we, we that have is draconian as shit. Um, well done. Yeah. Wait, well, is this guy like, the worst? Wait, is this like, is this like a routine player that just happened to be on the bench or is this like a legitimate bench guy? Just no, he's, he's a starter. Words. He's absolutely a starter. We were up by 34 at the time and like there was like a no call with a minute 30 left in this game and he gets a tech and I'll, I'll tell you this I don't know I, I assume he's not he doesn't listen to this podcast nobody has ever made mention in practice or games about this podcast but I will say this I had to try really hard not to laugh like yeah. I, because like because I'm like you know like I'm a coach so like I have to like actually like do some sort of like coaching and educating and like so like Instead so of immediately something you responding, would have done as a high school player. something I did do as a high school player. Right. Um, <laughs> but like the 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 problem was is that like so like instead of like immediately responding, I like just looked at him, like I just like stared at him, and like that was the way that I like was able to collect myself from laughing and being like <laughs> my son. So like I like and then I went to the bench and then I stared at him and said, "Are you kidding me with that?" So like I was able to bring it back, but um. Anyways, uh, the uh, the the point is is that uh, in the Michigan Ohio State games, CJ Stroud has looked bad because Michigan has a really good defensive line. TCU does not have Michigan's or um, Georgia has Michigan's defensive line, but TCU doesn't have like Max Duggan doesn't have to face Michigan routinely. He does in this game. I don't think he's going to be all that successful. Yeah, um, I also I also enjoyed that Sonny Dykes. Uh, during his press conference, he was like, yeah, to stop Michigan, we're going to sell out to stop the run, and we're going to make J.J. beat us. And that's exactly what Ohio State tried to do. I mean, look, it's it's the so, way you beat Michigan. It is absolutely... Yeah, but are you going to, like, literally sell out everything to, to beat Michigan no, no, so badly he, what, that, like, your what, lead receivers open downfield? No, right. what, what, he's, what he's saying is that he's going to he's going to commit numbers to stop the run which is the way that you theoretically beat Michigan. This is the reason why J.J. McCarthy is the starter and not Cade McNamara. 
because J.J. McCarthy can theoretically burn you on it. But if you remember that Ohio State game, if you remember that Ohio State game, J.J. hit four out of 12, right? Like he had a ton of open receivers and he missed them. So the question is, is can you score enough to make those misses okay? And And TCU theoretically believes that it can. TCU is not going to win a game in the 20s. TCU probably is not going to win a game in the 30s. TCU can win a game in the 40s. That's like, and, and look, like it's an underdog. It's absolutely an underdog um, mentality, you know? So he was 12 of 24, by the way. Yeah. Which is not you, good. If the other quarterback goes 50% and you stop the run, you feel good about it. The problem is, is that Ohio State couldn't stop the dude who hates, uh, you know, a certain well, no, what, uh, well, no, that well, I mean, they all exactly no. the problem is that six of that. those 12 went for 175 yards. Yeah, well, he started to hit, he hit some of the big ones in the first half, and then they had to pull off from their strategy of stopping the run. And once they, they stopped their strategy of stopping the run, that's when Donovan, that's when Donovan Edwards ran crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy Donovan Edwards. Crazy Donovan Edwards. Crazy Donovan Edwards. Um, but like, like, look, like it makes sense. Like that, it and and in fact, like Michigan State sort of gave you the defensive blueprint, right? It's keep it in no, front no, of no, you. No. Don't get uh, burned. No, Illinois gave you the defensive blueprint. It was Illinois, then Ohio State, and then Purdue tried it, kind of, but like it didn't really work. But no, 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 because Michigan State the, the, played them first. Michigan State played them you know, first, and Michigan you know State really theory. gave them the defensive proof uh, blueprint was Maryland. Yeah, defensive stalwart Maryland. Well, <laughs> early season Maryland. You got to give them credit. Yeah, um, September Maryland. <laughs> September Maryland is a thing, but no, like the, the game is is like don't let the running backs hit home runs. Just don't let the running backs hit home runs, and JJ McCarthy will not really put this out of reach. If Michigan State's offense was not abject. Who knows with that game? If yeah. Illinois' offense was not Chase Brown and Prey, who knows? Ohio State, it's 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 always a little bit weird, and especially because Michigan did hit those shots early. Um, it became a different game, like game state is a thing. Um, but I think I think when you when you look at TCU, TCU's probably saying to themselves, as long as we don't give up the home runs from Donovan Edwards, crazy Donovan Edwards. Hold on, can I do this like uh can I do this like Trump? And just like every time I say his name, I have to include the, the nickname. Yes. Crazy, crazy Don sure. Edwards. Go for it. I got to say uh, that's, that's the least worst, like the least bad way of saying, can I be like Trump? Like there are so many ways that can uh, I be we, like Trump is not. Do great. we, we don't want to go there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, we, we talk shit about former presidents all the time. That's true. Like, Honestly, it's, mostly it's, Jimmy Carter, which is weird. Nah, fuck Jimmy Carter. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, is it shocking to anybody on this podcast that I'm not a Jimmy Carter fan? Um, but Asa hates peanuts. Uh, I actually don't. I'm a huge peanut butter fan. Um, peanut butter is great. Peanut butter is great. Peanut butter is well, actually. I think if you. What are your feelings on almond butter? So Ain't almond it. butter. No, 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 no. Almond Fake butter, ass butter. Almond butter is awesome because. Um, Daycare will allow you to send almond butter sandwiches, but not peanut butter sandwiches. Huh. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. So, so like, All right, uh, and so, also uh, what's interesting, do- what's oh. interesting about Ohio state, Georgia? Uh, tons actually. Really? Yeah, actually, because Ohio state is so like when, when you talk about teams who can do stuff, um, Ohio state, Michigan game accepted, like is a team that can make Georgia play football. And when Georgia has to actually play football, it it theoretically can be a problem. I mean, we haven't seen it in the last two years. Um, but if if Ohio State can make Stetson Bennett play well, like yeah, sure, that might be interesting. I'm much more what I'm what I'm much more interested in beyond that game is uh, Ryan Day's mentality because Ryan Day I think is soft. I think he is mentally soft. 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 I, I think I I I think he's I been think, broken. I don't I don't think he's been broken. I think he he has committed so, his offense so hard to being this like NFL fake offense that he has forgotten how to run the ball, and that's crazy. I, um, 
I think I think uh, that what what happened this year with him is that he had two running backs who were really, really good. Really, really good. And both of them got hurt. Both got hurt. Yeah. And so and so he like that shouldn't matter for Ohio the State. It's they were they were on a backup linebacker at running back at one point. It, it, I, I still don't think that should matter for Ohio State. Like okay, okay. So your two best when running you, backs you go got hurt. Four the next, running backs. No, they were in their fifth. Still, right like, they should still they're have like four. a four or five star behind. They're f- and also four. Their, their offensive line should be full full of five stars. They were good on, enough to to send a guy forward three yards at least. They can get three yards. It's just that they were not playing like they're not playing to be. Maryland or Rutgers they're playing to beat Ohio uh, they're playing to beat Michigan or Georgia and so like we don't we don't practice screwed they don't game state screwed so like it's like okay we need to have ourselves ready we're not going to rep things that are not useful Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson were not around so okay we're going to be pass happy a little bit now do I think they should have run the ball more yes do I think that they should have recruited better assuming that their top two running backs would be out for the season sure but you can't like like if you do that with Michigan, right? If you do that with Michigan, do you think that CJ Stokes is going to be fine throughout the year? Because the answer is no. Like the answer to that is no. If you do that with Michigan State, it's do you think that you can lean heavy on Jarek Broussard? Probably not. There are very few teams who can lose their top two guys at a position and be fine. Alabama and Ohio State should be one of them. Maybe. Why? Because you think they should be? Yeah. Like what? Like like they're 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 just, they just aren't. Um. And it, and it's the thing is is that it's it's especially at running back, especially at running back, you sort of don't really need to go three deep, right? You need to go two deep and a pass catcher. Um. Michigan goes two deep and a, and a pass catcher. Do, you know, like there aren't really that many teams that can do it. Um. In fact, I would venture to bet no teams can do it. Um, so, so you start getting into to questions of like roster management. Like, do you need to have three upperclassmen running back? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> can yeah, you, can you keep know. those guys around? Right. Like, that's the other part is no. that like, can you keep a guy around into his red shirt junior year as the third string running back, especially yeah, if that guy's this, a four star? No, not in this economy, not even his red shirt sophomore year. So like, then you, you start like, okay. Fine, great. What do you do next? So, in terms of in terms of Ohio State and in terms of the way that Ryan Day has structured his offense, um, I think you're right that he has abandoned the run a little bit. But I think a separate he, point he has that. abandoned the run. But also, like even before their running backs were hurt, they were not good on third and short. They were objectively bad, like mid yeah. a, a mid team in the country, yeah. and that says something about something. It well, means that they they can't they they could not run the ball for three yards in a cloud of dust, even with their starters. So I think that part of that is is that you look at like you you can tell a lot about a coach based on what he does on third and short, right? Yeah. Um, Michigan like like Michigan runs power or ISO, and they just believe in their ability to get three yards every single time. God's Urban point. Meyer, right? Urban Meyer would run his quarterback. You knew he was running the quarterback on third and short. It's what he yeah. did, whether it was Braxton Miller, whether it was JT Barrett, whether it was Cardell Jones, didn't matter. He was running his quarterback on third and short. Um, Ryan Day runs stick. He he runs stick. He That's what he believes in. Ryan Day is an air raid cor- uh, coach. Even if he's not, you know, even if he doesn't want to be, he is fundamentally an air raid coach. Um, you know, Michigan State under Mel Tucker, what do they do? They do misdirection runs on third and short. Now, is that because oh. Mel Tucker knows his offensive line can't get three yards against a serious team? Maybe. But also, they've been do- they did that with Walker, right? On third and short with, with Kenneth Walker, they still ran, like, counters and um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, and I think Mel might do that is. because it works so much with Kenny. And it, you know, sure. But, like, I, I think that, like, with Ryan Day, I think that he is fundamentally a guy who believes that if you run all curls around, you know, five across, like somebody will be open. Yeah. You know, if you run stick or mesh, it will eventually work. And, um, you know, that's what happens when you come from the Mike Leach tree, right? Like Mike Leach yeah. did the same thing. And like, 
Ryan Day's from the Mike Leach tree. Eventually, all all air raid coaches are eventually from the Mike Leach tree because the Hal Muma tree is the Mike Leach tree, and that's what happens. Like the, whether whether he he's a direct descendant, I'm I'm not sure. I think that he was a offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, which means that he came up through uh, the Lincoln Riley, which came up through the Mike. So, Lee. so how how do you think uh, Jim Knowles and his Big Twelve defense are going to stop uh, Stetson Bennett? Uh, I I I got to tell not. you, don't, they're not. It's the answer so is not. interesting. It's so interesting. <laughs> how many people take defensive coordinators from the big 12 and don't understand how specific the big 12 is Um, because like the big 12 defense that that, really like messed with people was essentially what, what is like that, like three high safeties, like, like a true cover three and like with a three down lineman look, and then you have six sort of, you know, you have your corners and then you have like three or four safety ish linebackers Mel Tucker and Scotty Hazelton midway through the season, guess what they learned? They learned that you run a 4-3, damn it. And that's what you do. And two of those linebackers better be freaking fullback-sized. And, like, Michigan learned the same thing, right? Like, everybody sort of believes that, like, okay, we're going to run some version of a 4-2-5 or a 3-3-5, and it's going to be great. And then people start running in inside zone over and over again. you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, great. Can't do that. We're going to have bring another linebacker in. We'll call him a safety. He's not a safety. It's like, um, remember? Cause like they did it with uh, Jabril Peppers and it was like, this is fine. Yeah. And then they did it with Kaliki Hudson. And like, it wasn't it, fine. It wasn't fine. It was not fine. Yeah. And like Michael and Barrett was like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like they did it with Michael Barrett and it was like, Michael Barrett is a 220 safety. And it's like, nope, he's a 235 weak side linebacker. He's, he's, yeah just a linebacker now like you can call him whatever you want he's a linebacker and he's fine at it he's good <laughs> sure and it's like and, and michigan state came into this year with like chester kimbrough is our nickel he's a corner and by midway through the season it was like nah we're gonna run a four three <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be much better and it was it was yeah um but like so so what is jim Knowles gonna do jim Knowles is either going to abandon his principles or he's gonna get shit on that's what he's gonna do or he's just gonna get canned over the offseason <laughs> I don't think so. I think that he's too good of a defensive coordinator to not give him an offseason to fix his own mistakes. Um, uh. <laughs> I mean, no, no, like he's objectively a very good defensive coordinator. He had one bad game. It happens. I mean, look, it happens. Not everybody can be like, like Michigan. Two bad games. Yeah, right. Because um, he let Notre Dame stick around for full quarters. Yeah, and that looks a lot worse in retrospect. Um, uh, and, he, and he also lost to Penn State. Sure. What? Wait. Yeah, they almost lost to Penn State. Almost lost to Penn State. Yeah, um, there's an important like, missing word there. Like, I think I think the thing that you are that that like Michigan fans sort of forget is that um you don't always hit uh double sixes on your first year defensive coordinator. Like that's not always how it works. And Michigan is two for two on those. Well, hang on. Wait, we know that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you guys forgot. You? No, because like it's it's a weird thing because Michigan actually didn't get punished for the thing that every team gets punished for, right? We all you remember had... DJ Durkin. He was awful, right? Terrible. But, but like the thing is, is that since 2016, you have had an elite defensive coordinator, and you've got three of them, and two of them were in the first year, in the last two years. Like Michigan hasn't had a bad defensive coordinator since DJ Durkin that was six well, seasons ago do you know also like what is one of the most important jobs of being a head coach it's being able to hire well Ryan Look, Day man, I don't not, think he's that good at it not not everybody has an older brother who's up who's who's just like churning out incredible defensive minds some of us have to go find the best defensive coordinator in the country who's available which is Jim hey, man. nepotism pretty cool yeah, it doesn't Nepo always doesn't, doesn't like like it's a funny it's a funny thing with nepotism because yeah. um uh, we'll change you a defensive coordinator you take Josh Ross yeah, right, yeah. You know, it gives it yeah. gives you Jim Harbaugh and it also gives you Brian Ferentz so like to find mine uh, <laughs> I'm 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 struggling right now but what's the Boy Meets World joke about nepotism I don't know but there's also let's <laughs> no say clue. it also gives you Rex Ryan 
but then you get Rob Ryan, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's not always the worst idea, but it, you know, I will say that, that nepotism did give us my favorite coach of all time. So Lane Kiffin did not get oh. those jobs on his own. Uh, accord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it's funny thing because like Lane, Lane has been around so long that you forget where he comes from. And it's like, no, no, this is just Monty Kiffin's kid. Um, so I, I think like in terms of like what we're looking at for Michigan and the playoffs and whatever, I think like really what my takeaway is from this, from this playoff is that like going to 12 is going to be monumentally dumber. And if the point is to find the best team in the country, 12 is not going to do it. Two will do it because like this year, there are two teams that, that, that belong in a, oh. with a shot at the national title. There's two. Romantic. You're, you're, you're advocating to go back to the bowl system. I am. Well, I always am. But, um, but like, if you look at this year, this year is tailor made for the BCS, right? Like everybody who, who would have been upset with a Michigan versus Georgia BCS national title game. Sonny Dykes. Don't lose in the big 12 title game. <laughs> like had, look, had he won the big 12 title game? Yeah. You need a playoff. He didn't. Yeah. He lost to a nine and three Kansas state. Team, right. Yeah. You know, if, if if USC had won the Pac-12, like, yeah, but you lost. So, like, you you there's there's not really, like, an argument. There are two teams that belong in the national title. And if Ohio State somehow upsets Georgia, or if TCU somehow upsets Michigan, that doesn't change the fact that those were the two teams who belonged um, in the national title game. So, do you think that anyone, Michigan and Ohio State included, actually want to see some kind of rematch no ohio state probably does but nobody else there should never there should never be a world in which like we play again that honestly i don't believe i don't believe in rematches i think college football is is a you played once it cheapens the rivalry i i don't care like i could i could give a shit about the rivalry if michigan's like let's just use an example okay so in 2015, the year that Michigan State made the playoff, okay? If that's a 12-team playoff, Michigan State plays Iowa again. I don't want to do that. It's not about a rivalry. It's just a pain in the ass. And, like, you played once. The, the worst national title game in our, in our lifetimes was a rematch. Yeah. Also, maybe the best national title game in our lifetimes was also – no, second best national title game in our lifetimes was a rematch as well. The best is always Texas USC, but the second best was probably yeah. the the yeah. um, Georgia Alabama rematch. Well, I don't know uh, the one Alabama Clemson one where uh, I think it was Taj Taj Boyd won his. That was uh, that would be Deshaun Watson, uh, and I do not believe that was a rematch. It's just they is played it? they played every year for like four years. Yeah. Oh, rematch. Okay, you're right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so like the, like, I don't, I believe you get one shot at somebody in a year. And if like the, like, I just, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't think I that don't that's like the it. way that I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Don't like it. Um, and like, I, th- I think like there are better ways to go about it. Like, for example, um, the BCS. But if we're going to go to 12, you're going to get rematches all the time, including, including what everybody doesn't want, which is you're going to get, routine routine final fours of three sec and one big Ten. it's going to happen every other year and like okay unless unless the sec has to travel up to the north for the the semifinal or quarterfinal yeah i mean (laughs) you can pretty easily game plan so there aren't any rematches until the title game uh although that well i mean okay so we'd have to how many SEC how many from one conference do you think is are reliably making it in the year three maybe I think four? three I, th- I think in uh, a twelve te- twelve well, teams what is it you get six isn't every Power Five conference champion gonna get yeah plus yeah so the G5. I mean that's one plus the G five so you've got six of the twelve spoken for I think that you're gonna get three SEC and three Big Ten routinely especially when it's USC and UCLA and Texas Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to routinely get of the 12 teams, you're going to get six of them from the power two, two conferences. Yeah. Plus another four from 
you know, the, or another, uh, yeah, another four from the the other three power fives plus the G five, and then you got really, two. Yeah, three is where it becomes a problem because if it's just two, you just put it on opposite sides of the bracket. The yeah, threes. but there's going to be three, and so yeah. you're going to have situations <laughs> in which you are going to have rematches in semifinals every four single year. Is too many. For two four. is not enough. And here we are. <laughs> so hey, um, there can only be two. There can only be two. Can only be two. I mean, realistically, what's going to end up happening, of course, is that there are just going to be two conferences, and we're going to have promotion and relegation because I am in charge of things. Um, that would oh, be God. great. That would be great. Wouldn't like like just like can we just like get rid of the pretenses and do promotion and relegation within the Big Ten, Pac twelve, and uh, I guess Western. You can call it Pac Pac twelve, Big twelve. Smush. Smush. Yes, I exactly. I can't wait until the conferences are so big. That like the Big Ten West just ends up being the Pac-12, and then like the Big Ten East, the Big Ten West never play each other except like once every four hold years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to, I want to <laughs> propose something. Okay, I'm going to propose something crazy. Okay, the Big Ten West will be eight teams. Call them USC, UCLA, a couple more, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford. Let's just say those eight, and then the Big Ten East just becomes like, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State, call that, okay? And then the, the the conference title game is in the Rose Bowl. What if we did that? What if we... That's like, that's like 1991. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we should just do that. Uh, oh, man, take. Oh, man, take. It's the oldest thing about me, but like, I, I actually, like, as time goes on, like I actually do think that the best thing is not to find out who out find out who is actually the best, but to just argue about it for six months. Yeah, no, that's all. Uh, you suck. I, I was yeah. it. I, I don't know. Is it more fun to like play twice, or is it more fun to say, "Nah, man, that Jason Campbell uh, Auburn team definitely would have okay. beaten Oklahoma or USC which, or whoever it was." Which do you? Which would you find more fun? Going to a competitive Michigan Michigan State game or a competitive bowl game where Michigan State is playing another team who like is good but you don't really care about. I've done both of them. I you you know which one I'd prefer. I've gone well, I know. I, like like that's the I thing know. is that it's like I don't that, know. That man. is my old man take is that I would much prefer to go to a Michigan game at the big house than to some bowl game where like it'd be fun but I don't really care. I mean like I've been to very fun bowl games and I've been to very okay. fun rivalry games, and it's not close. I'd, re- but it's not really. Would you rather go to a Michigan Michigan State game or a Michigan State bowl game? It's would I rather go to a competitive Michigan State versus Indiana game at Spartan Stadium or in Bloomington, or would I rather go see Michigan State play? I don't know, Washington State in in the Holiday Bowl, and it's not close. Is that what you did? I did. It was fun, <laughs> but like, it's not close. Yeah, I didn't like the Orange Bowl when we when we went to go when we played at the only, when we played Florida yeah. State. So so I'll say this: bowl games are fun if you don't care. Like the I I've, I went to the Orange Bowl when it was Florida State versus Miami one year, and it was a blast because I could give a shit what happened. So it's like, oh, cool! I'm going to a game where other people seem to care a whole bunch, but I don't. Um, <laughs> it's just funny to me when Miami loses. Like I'm going to the Rose Bowl this year, and I can't wait. It's Penn State versus Utah. I don't care. I don't care who wins. Uh, Penn State's going to lose so bad. Yeah, screw <laughs> James Franklin. Let's go Utes. Yeah, great. I'll, I'll probably hope they win, but who cares, right? Like, if they if they win or lose, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Whereas, a big 10 team, Utah. <laughs> I mean, it's which team is more Big Ten? There, there's a question. Because Utah. In, 19, in 1990, neither of those teams were Big Ten. And, like, I don't know. One of them wants to bash you over the head with a skillet, and the other one's Penn State. <laughs> saying it's, um, the, it's the old mining skillet yeah right yeah it's, it's hardy um i guess i don't know if yeah, it doesn't work sure. you can always throw it at him we don't throw in the big 10 my friend uh <laughs> if you would like to find our panelist you can find him on twitter at nerd angus uh you can find uh all of his nerd takes um i guess we're gonna be doing uh we're gonna be doing nerdcast again um dear yeah, listener we're gonna I, talk I've about been, star wars rebels yeah uh, dear listener, you, you've heard us obliquely mention that, that uh, like, there's there's going to be a board meeting of touchlines and touchdowns in the very near future. Um, oh, listener, listener, you need to uh, you need to bully Asa into watching Elf 
because he hasn't watched it for some reason because he hates Christmas movies. And he won't believe us that that is one of Will Ferrell's best movies. That's true. Yes. You can find uh, my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 Tweeted him about um, Kirk Cousins. Kirk no. Cousins is who you should tweet at him about. God and if, I hate him so much. And if that's a preview of the Christmas <laughs> gift so that I just got a notification. God yeah. damn it. It's getting delivered late, so I apologize. You're going to get it before New Year's. Uh, it was supposed to be delivered today. I got a notification that the entire thing was delayed because one of the things that I got you was delayed. Um, <clears throat> is it find... at least a Michigan State jersey? It is not. Uh, what do you Vikings thing for? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> um, you can find I me. Burn it. Yeah, you can find me at Diamonds Esquire or at TLS TDS. Um, I'm usually the guy on that account. Um, sometimes it's someone else. Um, I, I bet Napoleon or I bet Napoleon Greg will be tweeting from there tomorrow because why wouldn't he? Um, yeah. good chance. Uh, you can Got a uh, long NFL day. Yep. Shout out to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group. Well, whoever Blue Air sites put in, Paramount Plus, hopefully an alcohol at some point. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. <laughs> one tell your alcohol, enemies. please. And one alcohol. Uh, I hope that we get like sponsored by Johnson and Johnson's like rubbing alcohol. I think that would be very <laughs> funny. Um, and obviously, dear listener, uh, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network.